Welcome to episode 524 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, and this is my second take on this podcast. So I already did a show earlier Saturday morning where I was a little bit like ranting and raving about the playfield issues with Jersey Jacks, Guns and Roses, and you know, I listened to it, and I was like, you know what, Chris, like putting this up is actually not the best way to communicate what you really want to say and, and what I want you as the listener to take away from this podcast. And I, I want to start off by saying the same thing I did on that show, which is I don't want to do shows like this. I don't want to do shows in which we're highlighting a problem in the pinball world that is going to frustrate a lot of pinball buyers. I've been so excited with the launch of Guns N' Roses. I'm so excited to get my collector's edition of Guns N' Roses. And really the only thing that I think could deteriorate my excitement or start to sort of make me anxious and nervous is quality issues. And what I'm seeing right now with this game has me really worried because I really don't know why we're still here why we are still seeing photos of people who are showing games in which every single post in the game is pooling. And on some of them, it's really bad around the slingshot area where the pooling is also chipping away at the artwork. And I'm looking at pictures from Helicon Brewery. Now, they were one of the first people to unbox a Guns N' Roses machine. And the first games that go out in the wild, it's really important that the quality of those machines is top-notch because Jersey Jack knows that people are going to be looking at these machines and looking at how they're holding up, especially games that go on location, as an indication of how good the quality is. Because if you're Jersey Jack Pinball, you do have a track record of shipping games that have had playfield issues, right? This isn't like they've never had this before. So people are scrutinizing these games early on to make sure the problems were solved. Now, everyone out there thought the problems were solved when they made Willy Wonka Collector's Edition. Willy Wonka initially had clear coat pooling and chipping issues. They hit pause, and apparently they solved the problem on the Collector's Editions. So it's really confusing to me why we're still seeing some of these issues pop up again. I mean, these games are looking as bad as the Pirates of the Caribbean games that were pooling really badly. So that's the first thing that just goes through my head is, how are we back to this situation again? And how did a company that apparently solved the problem with Mirko, how are they now seeing customers share games that look like this? So after I did my ranting and raving show, I was talking to some member of the pinball media, I'm not gonna name names, and he was set up to interview Mirko, okay? He was about to talk to Mirko about pinball. You wanna know what Mirko said to him? Mirko said that he won't talk about playfield issues. He won't address any questions that have to do with playfield quality. Let me repeat that. The guy that's making the playfields for Jersey Jack Pinball is refusing to talk to people who have questions about the issues of the products he's making. And when I heard that, I kind of just like shrugged my shoulders and I sort of mentally just felt really defeated and kind of gave up a little bit on this hobby that we have a vendor who's not even comfortable talking about his products and won't stand behind his products. And when I heard that, I, I just felt defeated. I feel like we're spending so much money on these games. And if that's his attitude, and if that's his positioning around all of this, it really makes me feel like I don't want to support a company that has that point of view, that thinks they can just go radio silent when their products are experiencing issues and he refuses to address it. 
And so, you know, it's like, whose fault is it, right? Is it Mirko's? Is it Jersey Jack? How many chances is Jersey Jack pinball going to give Mirko playfields? We've seen issues now on Dialed In. We've seen issues on Pirates of the Caribbean. We've seen issues on Willy Wonka. And now we're seeing issues on Guns N' Roses. So how many strikes before Mirko is out? And are they to blame, right? What's the solution? Why is it that Spooky Pinball has solved the problem? Why is it that Chicago Gaming Company doesn't have this problem? Why is it that American Pinball doesn't have this problem? We're really just seeing bad playfields from Stern and Jersey Jack Pinball. But Jersey Jack's issues are worse than Stern's issues. They are. I get that Stern's crater and Stern's playfields are not good quality. Don't get me wrong. But they obviously figured out how to get rid of the pooling around the post. The fact that we're still seeing pooling around the post on a Jersey Jack machine in 2020, really concerning, really concerning. And so, you know, it makes me want to ask even more questions like, where do we go now? Like, what's the solution from this? These people who have these LEs that have these problems, like, what do you do for them now? Do you send them out new playfields? Are you going to charge them for a new playfield? Are you going to send them fully populated playfields? We know they're not going to do that. And then the questions of non-refundable deposits. This is the part that really stings, right? They're taking non-refundable deposits. So if you gave a, a deposit on a game, it's not refundable, and you're seeing the games have quality issues, is it fair that you're locked in now and you can't get your money back if you're not happy with the quality of the game? And this is the only chance we get to see the quality are the first machines that Jersey Jack is sending out into the wild. I, I feel bad. I really do feel bad for everyone over at Jersey Jack Pinball right now because Eric designed a masterpiece. Slash and him made the most amazing masterpiece I've ever seen in pinball. I, really, I mean it. It's a pinball experience like no other. And I don't want that experience to be jeopardized because of Mirko's playfield qualities. I feel really bad for Ken and, and all the people that put together the most amazing launch in the history of pinball, only to have this now become the focal point and the conversation, right? I really feel bad for all the men and women who are working on that assembly line who are screwing these games together, who are working really hard to make these games as good as possible. Because if the defect is in the play field and the defect is on Mirko's end, then he's handing these ladies and gentlemen a product that is defective. And there's nothing they can do on the assembly line to fix the problems that are happening over in Germany. And I don't know how you don't draw the conclusion that Mirko is the problem, that it's, it's his problem to solve and he continues to mess this up. And his spectrum process of making playfields, it's just not working. It's not good enough. If it was working, we wouldn't be seeing these issues, right? And then there's even more questions around, you know, when were these games made? I'm seeing people share images of games that were made in July of 2019. I'm not sure if that's the playfield was made then. The game certainly was not made in July. These were not made back in New Jersey. Was it just the cabinets that were put together back in New Jersey that they sent over uh, to Chicago. You know, so you've got people locked in. And then the question becomes, what do you do about the collector's editions, right? The premium versions of the game, the $12,500 versions, all of which are bought by collectors. And collectors are OCD, and they don't want their games to fall apart. They don't want their games to have pooling and chipping. They don't want washers as, as a solve because it's not a solve. We've seen when the washers have been put on before. It's not just washers you need. You need the thicker star post, but it's, it's not really a solve. Like what that's trying to do, it's trying to prevent 
what the game itself is trying to do, right? A bad cleared game wants to pull, like it, it wants to start to separate from the artwork. It wants to start to bubble up and crack. Like that's what happens when you apply pressure to a game that doesn't have the right clear coat on it, right? And so you're just trying to prevent the inevitable, but the inevitable will happen. It will happen. I mean, I'm seeing pictures of people who are sharing older games from Jersey Jack where they have the washers underneath and you still see it pooling. So I just think that this is a really sad thing to talk about. It's, it's, it's a deflating thing to cover. And the more and more we're seeing of these photos leads me to believe that it, it's a problem that is going to appear on, on many machines, not just a few. But if it was just a few, and if it was just a, a small batch of them and they fixed the problem, well, that's when Jersey Jack needs to communicate that. That, hey, pinball community, we found a, a bunch of games that were early on in production that have a clear code problem. We are fixing uh, the problem on all future games. And for those of you who are impacted by this, we are going to work with you one-on-one -on -one to figure out a solution for you. And something like that would just add a lot of confidence for those of us who are still waiting on our games. And here's the thing, they've only made maybe 200 games at most. So they've got, you know, less than 10% of potential owners have product. So now would be a good time to communicate to us and just let us know like what's going on. And, and I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're still gonna be using their social media channels to sell more product. Part of me gets nervous when I see that. It's like, you've got this masterpiece and you wanna sell it and people are gonna buy it. But the more money keeps coming in, you need to fix the problem though. You know, it's like leaking water. These clear coat issues, it's like leaking water in a house. And if water keeps leaking, it could destroy your entire foundation. And I don't mean to be over dramatic, but if Jersey Jack Pinball continues to have these quality issues, it is like leaking water and it can destroy the company. If they lose consumer confidence, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good thing. And Eric worked so hard and Ken worked hard on the launch and Slash and Eric made a masterpiece and Leonard has pumped a lot of money into this company. And it just feels like there shouldn't be any more excuses. Like we shouldn't see this anymore. I I'm just tired of seeing it. And I don't think there's any more excuses. And I get really annoyed when Mirko refuses to comment. And, and I just think that that's a cop out. And I think he needs to be held accountable for the products that he's shipping to Chicago that are then gonna make their way into our homes. And I don't, I don't need to rant and rave, I don't need to scream about that. I think that's the, the most level-headed way for me to say it, and I think it's more impactful for me to say it in a way that's a little bit more mature than flying off the handle. Now, as a consumer, what would I do? I think as a consumer, you've got nothing else you can do other than wait and see. I would not feel confident unboxing a game right now. I mean, if it had washers on it, and I opened up my, my GNR this week, and there were washers under all the posts, I don't know how I, how I would feel. I, I would feel a little bit nervous, like I'm waiting for the problem to develop. And I don't think people want that, because again, like it's just a Band-Aid. Because without those washers, it, it leads me to believe that these games would all start to pull up and that that is a cheap solution to a much bigger problem. So I wouldn't feel good about unboxing a game right now. I wanna see them figure it out. Like they fig but they figured it out with Willy Wonka. This is the part that just keeps confusing me. How is there a change in process between Wonka CE and this? I don't understand how that happened. We're all in a wait and see period right now with Jersey Jack Pinball. For those of us out there who follow this hobby, the reality is this. This company has always had issues. They've always had quality issues with their launches. This is nothing new. 
So we probably should have expected this. I know we always expect things to keep getting better in pinball, but the reality has always been the opposite of that. The same companies always make the same mistakes. They do, typically because they, they're still using all the same people. Like nobody's new. It's the same pinball playfield manufacturer. They've got the same playfield manufacturer that made all those other mistakes. So why do we now expect Mirko to solve it? You know, Spooky Pinball, the reason why I admire them is when Charlie saw the issues he was having with TNA, Charlie went and found a solution. He went and found a new vendor. He went and found a new, I don't know if it was a new vendor, but they definitely worked on a new process by which they made the Rick and Morty playfields. That is why Charlie has so much consumer confidence. That is why people who are buying Rick and Mortys feel so confident. And that's what I admire in Spooky Pinball is they keep getting better. And with Jersey Jack, that's why I'm so frustrated with them is how have they not solved this problem and how have they not improved and made their playfields even better? Especially when a small little company in Benton, Wisconsin without billions of dollars figured it out. And that's all I think we want. We just want Jersey Jack games to be at the same level and standard as like a spooky pinball game. And it should be because it costs much more. And that's where we're all at. And I don't need to scream about it. I don't need to rant and rave about it. I just want to tell you that's how I feel. So I thank all of you for listening to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm still excited about Guns N' Roses, but now I'm equally, equally somewhat deflated seeing all of these pictures. I'm disappointed in Mirko for avoiding the pinball media and acting as if he doesn't have to comment on this when it's his product. Whenever a company will not stand behind their product and talk about it, good or bad, when they will not stand behind their product and they try to hide, that is always a warning sign. And it also makes us not want to support those kinds of companies. And I do think Jersey Jack should say something, even if they want to tell us that they think the washer will be an adequate solution, at least get in front of it and tell us that. If you think this will solve the problem, then tell us that. Don't just, don't just make it magically appear in all these games without standing behind it. Do you believe this is a solve? I want to hear them say it. There's something about saying it and hearing it from these companies that gives us confidence because I want to know that they're confidently standing behind these solutions. And it's like Chuck told me. I'll never forget when I asked Chuck, Chuck, do I need to get the Cruiseman playfield? And he said, Chris, I don't think you need to get the Cruiseman playfield. Our playfields are the best in the business, and I think you're going to be happy with it. And he's right. He was right. He saved me $700, and Spooky Pinball really stands behind their playfield and their playfield quality. And that's all we want, and that's all we're asking of of Jersey Jack Pinball. The game is a masterpiece. You're going to love it. It is the greatest pinball experience I've ever had playing pinball. Of course, I'm a little bit biased because I love Guns N' Roses. I can't wait to get my collector's edition. This is really early on in a run of a game that's going to have production go on for years. And I really think they're at a pivotal point right now where they need to come up with a solution or at least talk to us about what their solution is and also what went wrong, right? Because we saw what went wrong. It's like to not even address that that was problematic. Point at that bad playfield, Jersey Jack. Point at that bad playfield, Mirko, and just take responsibility and accountability for it. Say, look, that is not how a playfield should hold up after two weeks of ownership. That is a problem. That is defective. We're going to fix this. That's all we want to hear. It's not too much to ask, okay? Automakers do it all the time. Other companies do it all the time. They come clean when they have an issue and they tell us they're working on a fix. And that's all we want to hear. Unfortunately, they probably should have done this well before production began. They know that. We know that. But it is what it is. We're once again 
at a Jersey Jack launch in which there's quality issues. So I hope they figure it out. Can't wait to get my game. But this is not the kind of podcast that I want to do. So all we can do is wait and see what they're going to do and if they're going to communicate and tell us what the real solve is. Thank you, everybody. Episode 524.